I, I want to get into a, a word for today that uh, <clears throat> I believe uh, will it's, it's about to it's about to bless you real good. Nudes, good to see you. Happy New Year! Oh, I just love it. Um, you know, p- part of the year doesn't start until you see your people start coming in. You know, so there's a part of you that's just like waiting to see <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Am I right? Amen. Amen. Um, so today I want us to, uh, just take a moment, just take a, somebody say take a moment and absorb enough of this word so that we would have our hearts be trained in righteousness so that we would experience what your Bible says is the profitability of God's word. Every time his word comes, his word is always doing multiple things at multiple layers in our life. So with that, I'm going to invite you to stand so that we can read together out of the book of Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. If you don't have a paper Bible with you, you can read it from the screen. We read uh, two versions. Ready, read. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may, somebody say discern. Somebody say discern. Uh huh. What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? Now I want to read it out of the NIV. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, say it again, in view of God's mercy, next, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mitch, just remain standing. I want to have a word and pray into this. Mitchell, for a part of this, I want to be at verse 1 in the NIV, and then I'm going to switch and pivot over uh, to the ESV version. With that, let's pray into it. Father, we thank you that you have come, that we would have life and life abundantly. Every area in our life where we're deceived about the abundance you have for our relationship with you, our relationship with others, expose it. Help us to walk in the newness that comes from trusting you and knowing you better. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. As I was praying about what I would share today, uh, the Lord was so kind as I was lifting you and your households up. This is what came uh, to my heart. Uh, Sam, there's times where you, uh, uh, for me, every, every kind of preacher is different. I'm talking to you, Sam Choi. I just looked over at you, and I'm just having a conversation. We're in the living room this morning. Sam Choi, Choi. There are times um, where, for me, um, although I can teach I, and teach anything, I, I want to give the right now word for this body. Amen? 
Amen. The word, God, God don't need me. His word is living and active, powerful, uh, pop, more powerful than any two-edged sword. But I like to give that word that comes right there, right where you're sitting. Some people don't like that. Some people love it. And so I have a word for right where you're sitting. Okay, it ain't going to take me long. Can I, can I share it? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't <laughs> it, it's not going to take me long because I don't, uh, uh, I don't know where you find yourself this Sunday morning, but at Romans 12, 1 through 2, the writer by the Holy Spirit, Paul, is written a letter to the believers there at Rome, and he has basically from chapter 1 of Romans all the way to this point right here, he has presented to them mercy after mercy, kindness after kindness of why they uh, should live live for the Lord. Okay, and so we're not going to read all 11 chapters, but what do you need for today? What do you need for 2023? Well, in the NIV, it gives us this really, uh, uh, really clear clause. It gives us somebody say in view of. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now say in view of God's mercy. Yeah. Um, that's really good in view of God's mercy. Um, Okay, one more time, just a little more energy. In view of God's mercy. In view, in view view of God's mercy. In view, in view, in view. Oh, in view. What am I seeing? In view. Oh, uh, Paul, the writer of Ephesians, would say that the eyes of my heart would be enlightened, that I would see in view, in view. I'm submitting to you that to uh, win in the Lord for 2023, we have to keep our eyes set on his mercy, set on his kindness. Another word for it is gratitude. Another word for it is gratitude. This is one of the pet peeves you find uh, potentially for some of you if you've been around long enough. You hear people say, I'm grateful, but you don't see it register on their face. You will hear hear people say, oh, I'm grateful, but you don't see it register in how they approach their wife, how they raise their kids. So it's like, well, let let me ask you a question. Are you really grateful or were you grateful a long time ago? Because this kind of, um, this in view of God's mercy here is to say, I am actively looking at what God has done. I am actively remembering. I am actively chewing on what he has done, who he is, so that, somebody say so that, so that that I will live for him. So that I will live for him. That if I don't Keep my eye. Somebody say point of view. If I don't have a point of view that favors what God has done, his goodness and his kindness, I submit to you, we won't live for him. They go hand in hand. The one who forgives much is the one that worships much. This is what your Bible says. That there is a direct correlation between somebody who lives their life, what some would call surrendered or submitted to God, and the amount of gratitude a person walks in. 
This is important. Keep that verse up there for me one second, Mitchell. In view of God's mercy, where has God been kind to you? Where has he been kind in your family? Where has he been kind in your finances? Where has he been kind in your health? Where? So the person who is reviewing this and keeping the eyes of their heart fixed on his kindness, this is the person who is more likely to submit their life to God. But if I don't see his goodness... I don't see his kindness. I don't see his mercy. I'm losing incentive to live for him. And I'm going through motions. I'm checking boxes. But my heart is not with him. Are you with me? In view of God's what? Uh-huh, of his mercy, his kindness, his grace, his favor, his goodness, his wisdom, in view of it, in view of it, I make a choice to then, here, Lord, you get my life. I want to submit to you, if you're one of these resolution people, there's nothing wrong with that. It's good to have goals. It's good to have focus. It's good to have an idea about some things. But if you are a believer, first and foremost, your heart goes to the Lord. It is so frustrating. It is so, oh, can I, say, can I talk like this? It is so frustrating when people say, oh, I want to do this and I'm going to do that. And I do this and then this and I'm going to do this. And it's like, okay, wait, stop. Stop. Have you given yourself to the Lord? Have you given you to him? Have you offered yourself? To him. Because what we find is, oh, let's do a let's do a message on five ways to love your wife. Let's do five ways to have your finances be right. Oh, let's do six ways so that your health can be. Give yourself to the Lord. That's the most important thing. Give your somebody say, give yourself. Because we do with all these peripheral things. And missing the main thing. Well, let's deal with all these symptoms. Jesus said, I came that you'd have life. Not I'm just going to come to mess with your cosmetics. I didn't just come to deal with your exterior. I came to deal with you at the root level. From the inside out. So if you're one of these people who are like, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year. I'm going to get debt free this year. I'm going to give a million dollars to the bridge church this year. I'm going to do it. All those things, they sound, (laughs) all those things sound so good, right? Nothing wrong with them. But let me tell you how you get there. Give yourself to the Lord. Pastor, how do I give myself to the Lord? I say, Jesus, you are my leader. My life belongs to you. That's how you give your life to the Lord. Some of you, you need a refresher. You need to say, Jesus, 2023 belongs to you. 
2023 belongs to you. Jesus. Some of you, some of you, you have to be more detailed. You have to go through every single part of your life and commit it to the Lord. You have to say, Jesus, my parenting belongs to you. Jesus, my marriage belongs to you. How you know you. Some of us we can say, Oh, I gave my I gave my life to the Lord. I gave myself to the Lord. And I know that that just means all. Somebody say all. all. But some of us, that's not good enough. Some of you need to go very specific and you need to go itemized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is the year that we get free from some of the things that have been holding us back for so long. This is, this is the year for that. This is the year for that. And you know how you do it? You give it to the Lord. You say, Lord, my sexuality belongs to you. My sex life belongs to you. My eyes, be wherever, every area you say, it all belongs to you. What happens when you do that? This is key. It is so simple. This is key. It's so simple. When you do that, wherever you trust God, you can experience his leadership. Leave right now. If you trust him in an area. He will lead you in it. Some people are not experiencing the leadership of God's spirit because they are controlling it with everything they've got. They say, no, 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 you're not going to be the Lord. I'm going to be the Lord over this part. That's it. If I trust you in that area, you will lead me in that area. If I don't trust you in that area, I can't hear you. Uh, Pastor, you told your church that was the smallest it's ever been um, during the time when people say there's a recession and all this stuff. You, you asked them to pray about doing an $80,000 gift above their regular giving. Yes, I did. Because the church belongs to the Lord. It don't belong to me. It don't belong to me. <laughs> so I say, well, do we really need to do this, Lord? Because we'll do it. Is this really what's got to happen? It was his leadership. And he said, oh, I'm going to make sure you know it wasn't any person. It wasn't Pastor Dennis. It wasn't all these beautiful, wonderful givers who God worked through. He, he said, no, 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 it was me. Because it made no sense to do it. But if, I, but if this was my church, then I would be like, ooh, I would have got us in a whole bunch of trouble. <laughs> and let me say it even better. I would have gotten me in a whole bunch of trouble. Because I would have been trying to be the Lord, and I would have been working deals, and I would have been running over here. And church, hey, I can't be here because I've got to go raise some money for us. So I'm not going to be here at the bridge because I've got to go over here this place because they're going to help us raise some money. But you won't see me, but I'm doing good things for you. I got to work it because I don't trust God that he's actually going to do what he said he's going to do. So I've got to be God for God. Any area you trust God with, he will lead you in.
your Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll make your path straight. Simple order. Hard to do unless you have a posse like this. Where you can say, did you submit that to the Lord? I know you got ideas. I know you got vision. But have you submitted it to the Lord? Are these ideas coming through you? Or, 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 or did you manufacture these ideas? Is this coming from the Lord's heart? Or did you make something up? Just randomly just me. This is the key. You're having a problem in any area of your life. Lord, I submit this problem in this area to you. You're the shepherd. I'm the follower. Now show me what my part is. I'm not going to take this off of your plate after I put it back on your plate. So just lead me. Somebody say, lead me. Any area. So I don't know if you're an exhaustive type or you're a blanket type where you can just say, Lord, I give myself to you. I do it anew or afresh. I don't know if you're one of those or if you're one of the people who you're like, you know, I need to really focus on these things, these problem areas. You might be that type. Or you might be somebody who's like, I'm just going to go through every single area of my life. And I'm going to verbally say to Jesus, my shepherd, you lead the way. I trust you to be my leader. You will show me what to do. I'm just waiting on your word. I'm just praising all the way through. And then when you want me to know something, I'm going to do it. But I am not going to be God. I think you're the only one that can be God. This is how you do 2023. This is how you follow Christ. Oh, you want to, oh, oh, this marriage belongs to God. Does it? Does it? This family belongs to God. Does it? It's like, well, why is the hair falling out your head? It'll sustain us and walk us right into the land of milk and honey. Numbers 13, walk us right into all that God has for us this year and, and, and uh, beyond. Somebody say, in view of God's mercy, offer myself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Um, some of you, when you think about holy, I'm not mad at you for thinking about this, but when you think about holy, you're thinking about, you might be getting the wrong image in your brain when you think about holy, maybe. Some of you might. Um, but if you're one of these who is thinking about legalism and trying to be perfect, which nobody can be, um, like you just, just walk around like this, this is how you do your life. That's not what the Bible is talking about. When it's talking about holy, when it's talking about holy, you know how we say enjoy Jesus? Yeah. Holiness has to do with enjoying Jesus. 
Because if I'm enjoying you who is superior, then inferior things can't delight me. Why am I going to get some porn if I can be in the face of Jesus? Why am I going to get drunk when I can be intoxicated in his spirit? Why am I going to put myself in all this addiction when I can, uh, uh, shopping addiction, this addiction, that addiction, when I can buy the wisdom, buy the truth and sell it not? I want to know what it means to enjoy you. You created me to enjoy me. I want to learn how to enjoy you back. That's what holiness is. That's what holiness is. Holiness is not you are a, look like a, a cucumber that's been marinating in pickle juice. That is not holiness. That ain't holiness. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. That's God's kingdom. Righteousness, joy, I don't care what you think about me. I know he approves of me righteousness i'm right before him what can you do to me and joy so when you think about holy if you're one of those that maybe you haven't done the, the word study or maybe maybe this is all new to you don't think holier than thou don't think self-righteous that's not what jesus is going for at all Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and, and proper worship. Now, just run to that ESV for me real quick, and I'll be done. Because, you, oh, you got to see this. This is so simple, so, this is so assuring. It says, I appeal, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice. Maybe you haven't done this yet. You can do that today. You can do that as the worship song is playing. Um, Maybe you have done it before, but you need to do it again. Maybe you're like, I've just been trying to exist. I have not taken a moment to make this year sacred before the Lord. That's part of the reason why some of you are here. Praise God for that. Um, but just somebody say action. action. Yeah, not hearers only. We got to be doers. We got to be doers, hearers and doers. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Next. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, that by testing you may discern. Big year of discernment for you. Some things are coming to an end for you. God's getting you ready for some new doors. Your discernment is very important. It gave us a little roadmap on how to get to discernment. It's right there. He say, first, he says, therefore, look at my mercy. Get grateful. To enter into God's presence, one of the highest levels, I'll say it this way, of access, of degrees, of intensity, intense relational connection with God is to enter in with thanksgiving or blessing his name. You see, that's your first step. That's your first step. Don't skip that step. But I am grateful. Mm, your face don't show it. I see entitled. I see self-righteous. 
when you get grateful, for real, you know it. Don't skip this step. Jesus said in his, in his big old message, uh, Lord, teach us how to pray. What did Jesus say? He said, hallow the Father's name. He said, don't get that. <laughs> Before you start asking for stuff, trying to figure stuff out, he said, God is, somebody say holy. holy. This, is me, this is the most enjoyable being of all that there is and ever will be. He said, if you have not gotten that part right yet, don't proceed any further yet. Because you still had not figured out who you're talking to. He said, if you come blessing his name, then you're coming in the right way. Somebody say protocol. We know about protocol. Sometimes we don't like them, but they show. Somebody say honor. Honor, honor is your way in. No honor, you ain't getting in. <laughs> in every, <laughs> in every uh, relationship you have, you want to go to the depth of a relationship, you got to show honor. If you don't show honor, you're showing disrespect, guess what? You're stopped. You are stuck. You're going to repeat the same cycle. So he says, in view of God's mercies, Jesus said, hallow the Father's name. Know who you're talking to when you're praying. You're not talking to Pastor Dennis, this weak and limited man with a beautiful smile. <laughs> That's not who you're talking to. That's not who you're praying to. When you are praying, you're praying to the one who split the Red Seas. The one who says, and man became a living being. You say, hey, come correct. Uh, Vinny used to tease me. We used to have this funny Filipino humor. And he would say, don't you know who you're talking to? This is the president of the, uh, the nephew of the president of the Philippines. <laughs> we have these real funny jokes. And it just points to, that's a funny side of it, but the reality of engaging with God who says, come boldly before my presence. Come boldly before my throne of grace so that you can obtain whatever you need. Somebody say whatever. Whatever. Whatever you need. He said, that's who you're talking to. I'm not limited. I am full of wonder and possibility. I am full of grace and truth. He said, when you get that right, then move to your next step. Now I'm seeing you rightly. Now, Lord. I give this area to you. Lord, I give my heart to you. Lord, I give this situation to you. I'm trusting you with it because I know you're going to lead me through it. You're going to get the glory. Then, then he says it like this in Romans 12, 1 through 2. Real simple. Giving that thanks, hallowing his name. Here, Lord, I give you all of me. Right? Loves all of you. Once you're there, then you move to that next place. What's that next place? He said, then you're going to be able to see how God is seeing. 
you're going to be able to discern. You're going to be able to make a decision from God's point of view. And then when you make your decision, you're going to say, yeah, the reason why I'm making this decision is because you have some certainty. You're going to be decisive about some stuff, and you're going to move on. And then it's going to be clear that the Lord was with you. But it all starts with, Lord, I give you me. I give you every area. I give you every decision. Somebody, dis- somebody say discern. Big deal for many of you in the church this year specifically. (laughs) Lord, is that you? Or is that not you? Now that I know I'm here, Lord, show me right or left. Real simple, but super clear word uh, for, for your strengthening. Stuff you know, but it's so important to hear that you teach your kids. One of the themes that's highlighted for 2023 is uh, believing God better, which Romans 12, 1 through 2 deals with. It deals with the renewal of the mind, that I can have the power of the living Christ inside of me, but my stinking thinking Stop the power of God from coming through me. This is real. Well, it's like, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm quote unquote saved. I, I love Jesus. He's my, I love him. He's, he's my leader and all this stuff. But my brain is processing defeat, fear, insecurity, lies, jealousy, envy, despair. My brain is processing that stuff. So, although God is, loves me and he's speaking, I don't really see the Lord that way because I am basically seeing through so much woundedness and so much hurt that I don't really know about this Jesus thing. Does this really work? So you're going to hear messaging like that for the rest of the year. Not every message, but a very strong theme highlighted for us. Highlighted for us. Uh, To believe God is to please God. Unbelief equals sin. Uh, Dale was ministering powerfully last week. I don't know if you caught all the things he was sharing between all the worship leading, but if you, if you didn't go back and just listen to that whole thing again, it'll bless you. But unbelief is sin. Oh, where's the biggest pastor? Where, where does the church deal with sin the most? Unbelief. Jesus has a problem. A problem. It's a problem with unbelief. He say, you faithless generation. Mark 9. How long, he said, 
must I be with you? How many wonderful things do I have to do for you to see I am credible, to see that I am full of integrity, that I'm for you, not against you? Jesus has a problem with unbelief. Some of you in here today, you might say a prayer like this. Repeat after me. You don't have to mean it, but just get it in you because you, you might not know how to say it. Just say, Jesus, I repent of unbelief. Show me where I didn't believe you. Show me where I didn't believe you. A lot of times we know because it's the stuff we say no to that we say, I'm not enough and I don't have enough. Or we're people pleasing and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, Pastor Matt, how long have we been praying? Was the, yesterday was how many days? 67 days. Pastor Matt and I have been getting a chance to pray for 67 days straight, and it has been such a blessing. Oftentimes, we're praying into truth. A lot of those times of prayer, we're just blessing God, just worshiping God, blessing God. But a part of that is just getting to uh, uh, heat up the value, be reminded of the truth. We're lifting up petitions and all these different kind of things. Why do I bring that up? Because for some of you, everything I'm saying, you say, I get it. I know this. And the reason why you're not living it is because you are not accountable. You know it all. I haven't said anything new to some of you. There's a small group of you. You know it all. But the reason why you're not flourishing, you don't have nobody to report to. Nobody... You just basically, like, you show up on Sunday and it's great, but then, like, pretty much nothing until Sunday comes again. And Jesus, Jesus had a posse. Acts 2, 42 through 47, we see people doing life together in a way where they could be strategic. <laughs> Strategically empowering that they were able to believe and not believe for belief's sake, but believing to say, wow, our Messiah, he's real deal holy field. And they were able to link arms in that kind of way. Some of you, you're going to leave here or you're going to be processing as we're worshiping through this next song. Um, and you guys can go on and come. You're going to be processing through this next song. And you're going to be like, I don't know if I could pray with somebody every day so that my mind could be renewed. Um, the majority of us can, because I know if, if I can do it, y'all can do it. <laughs> Different reasons, though. Some of us say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm this, that, and the other. Da, da, da. I've never been able to do that, something like this with anybody ever before. But the fact that God is doing it is an invitation to everybody. You're not a respecter of persons. So some of you, you're going to be processing. Is there one person, maybe I pray with them once a week. I don't know. But the reason why you're doing it is because you know that without that type of connection, you're just going to walk in deception. You're just going to fall back into all the patterns, uh, addictions, ugliness that, you, that, you, that you're used to. And so your forward step is, hmm. Let me 
practice what Jesus said when he said, when two or more of you gather for my purpose, gather in my name, gather in my character, gather in my plans and purposes, there I am with you, and I'm going to prove it to you. Some of you are going to step over into it. Just tip on over. Some of you, it's a tiny step. I don't know what the Lord is highlighting for you in, in all that we shared in this uh, little, little talk. But I know this. The Lord has a land of milk and honey in his presence. And he's not trying to keep anybody out of it. He's saying, come on. Come on in. I don't know what your posture needs to be. You might need to stay seated. You might need to get some space or room or whatever. You might want to stand. I don't know what your posture needs to be. But what you're processing before the Lord is, what is my next step with you? What's my next step with you?